Hello, and welcome to another episode of On the Bright Side. My name is Micah Hart. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. This is the 10th episode of On the Bright Side. I cannot believe it's been 10 episodes since I started this idea and brought it to life. It's truly been a blessing to me this semester to be able to look at the news again and remember that there can be positive things found in the news, or even if it's a negative story, there can be a positive in a negative situation. And I've been so thankful for that. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to that. And I hope you've been able to take what I've brought onto this show and implemented it in your own life and that you can see the news in a different light and see that it's not always negative and it doesn't have to be negative. I look forward to talking to you today about all these stories and sharing more positivity. Without further ado, let's get into today's stories. In Jackson, Michigan, police are warning of an impersonation scam call. As I said, in Michigan, in Jackson specifically, individuals have been reporting that they are receiving odd phone calls from the caller who refers to himself as Sergeant Pete or Officer Pete. He is calling in hopes of getting information from the individuals that he calls. The Jackson police are warning folks not to give out any information over the phone unless they are confident it is someone they know. Now, that's a good thing to do in every situation. Just don't give your information out over the phone. That's not safe. But I think we've now gone into this place where we just give our information over the phone because it's common when you call a doctor, when you do this, when you do that. But sometimes we don't take a second to think, oh, yeah, who am I talking to again? I need to make sure this is a trusted person who's not trying to take my information. And I'm not saying don't give your information out to the doctor and stuff on the phone. I think you should. But we need to be careful. And I think this is a great warning for us all, even if we're not being directly called by this person, that we should be vigilant. And, you know, there may not seem to be a positive in this story, but I think there is. And it's the fact that individuals are standing up and saying, yeah, this is going on. And they're telling authorities this and they're saying something needs to be done. And the authorities are taking it into their hands and saying to the community, hey, be careful of this. We're giving you a warning. It's not us calling you. It's actually someone trying to get your information. And I think that even though that may seem small to some people as like a positive, like, oh, that's easy to get from this. Yeah, it is. But I think it's important to point out and it's not pointed out enough in stories like this one. So I hope that you can see that from this story and even in your daily life, just the little things um, that happen that are positive and come from a negative situation. This is um, an update on a story that I shared a little bit back. There are no convictions in Michigan governor kidnap plot. Two men were acquitted and two face a new trial. Last Friday, it was announced that there were no convictions on the men who planned to kidnap the current Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer. After the defendant spent 18 months in jail, the verdict has been reached. Well, at least for now. The jury acquitted Daniel Harris on all four counts and Brandon Kaystra on one account of kidnapping conspiracy, which means that both of these men are free to go. The other two, however, had the jury deadlocked, so Adam Fox and Barry Croft have been declared to have had a mistrial. These two will face a new trial. Now, upon this announcement, the governor's chief of staff, Joanne Holes, said, and I quote, The plot to kidnap and kill a governor may seem like an anomaly. But we must be honest about what it really is. 
the result of violent, divisive rhetoric that is all too common across our country. There must be accountability and consequences for those who commit heinous crimes. Without accountability, extremists will be emboldened, end quote. This comes really as she, um, the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, had alluded to the fact that, like, a lot of this was sparked because of anger and resentment, um, sparked by former President Donald Trump, especially during the COVID-19 mandates and regulations being put forth by governors of different states, um, specifically in this case, Gretchen Whitmer. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to get into the politics of this. And as I have said before, I do not agree with a lot of the policies of Gretchen Whitmore, or most, if not all of them, actually. I do not support the governor's actions in a lot of the cases, especially during COVID-19. I thought they were ridiculous. However, this is terrible. This should have never even been an idea in anyone's brain, but it was. This idea was heinous. It was a heinous act they were going to fulfill, and I'm not going to even say, I thought, well, oh, I don't like her, so this is a great idea. It's a terrible idea and should have never even come into fruition or at all been thought about, but it did because we are humans and people are sinful and this happens, but there needs to be justice and thankfully justice is starting to be brought about. And you know, while maybe the verdict was reached and it's not something that some people desired, there was a verdict reached and there was this pursuit of justice. That's a positive from the story that both sides should be able to see, no matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever you are, there was a verdict reached and the other two are going to go on to another trial so justice can be further pursued. As I said, I don't support Governor Gretchen Whitmer, but I would never do something like this. This is terrible and should not be done. I don't care what party you're from. This is ridiculous. But thankfully, our country has a system in which justice can and will be brought about. And I sure hope it is brought about. And that there is the proper punishment or lack of punishment if that is what is believed by the jury and the court system. If they believe that, yeah, we, there's nothing to... Um, convict them of, they're free to go, then fine. But if they don't, then I'm sure it's, I'm very happy and I'm confident that justice should be brought about. I would rather have justice than anything else in this case. That's the most important thing, bringing about justice. Now, this is a pretty recent story and I didn't know if I was going to share it this week just because information's just becoming available to the public and will continue to become available, but I really thought it is very important to talk about. So, without further ado. On Tuesday, Brooklyn, New York experienced a terrible tragedy when a man openly shot 10 people at a subway station. In addition to this, 29 total people were injured, which includes the 10 that were shot. Thankfully, none of the injuries seemed to be life-threatening. According to New York Governor Kathy Hochul, five of the victims of this terrible act are children that were heading to school. Throughout the day yesterday, authorities worked to identify this man of interest. Thankfully, since then, he has been identified and revealed and found as 62-year-old Frank James. 
It has also been discovered that James rented a U-Haul in Philadelphia and has posted videos with conspiracies and that went after the mental health services offered in New York and New York City officials and New York officials in general. The keys of the U-Haul were left at the scene of the shooting, and so was a credit card, which was linked to several of his purchases, including a gas mask, smoke bombs, and the van. The motives of the shooting are still unknown. But more on this story will come to light in the following days and weeks ahead, and I will be sure to keep you up to date as information becomes available. This is such a heartbreaking story, and... Uh, my heart goes out to all of those affected in this situation. It's truly, truly, truly such a heinous and terrible act that should have never been done. But sadly, it was. And since it was, I'm thankful that authorities have stood up and tried to find this man and now have found this man. And I hope that he is tried and convicted for this terrible act as i keep saying it truly breaks my heart but as i said there is a positive in this and that is that he has been found and that we can get justice from this he's just not out there anymore and there would at that point if he was just out there and we never found him there would be no justice but now we're able to bring about justice and i'm very thankful that right now none of these injuries of these individuals affected seems to be life-threatening thankfully no one has died at this moment of this airing but it's still truly heartbreaking and my heart goes out to all of the families as i've already said it just goes out to all of those families and those involved in this terrible terrible situation stay strong brooklyn we're all here supporting and rallying behind you as you face this terrible situation. I will continue to report on this as more becomes available. Japan and Italy are set to lift defense ties due to growing worries about China and Russia. The Japanese defense minister announced that he and his counterpart in Italy have agreed to work together more as Japan has further increased its ties to Europe due to the ongoing Ukraine-Russia conflict and the effects that it could have on Asia. Japan is even considering making a fighter jet, which would mark the first time it has done so domestically in 40 years. Now, Japan is not a NATO member, but has worked very closely with European nations, as it fears what might come of the current Ukraine issue. There is concern over territorial claims with China, so Japan is considering its options and preparing in ways it sees necessary. Expanding, as told by the defense minister, would focus on defense technology and joint military drills with Italy. Most of the concern coming from this is due to Chinese military and Coast Guard activity in the East China Sea near um, Japanese-controlled Senkaku Islands, which China also calls their own. Now, this really ties into a lot of the Ukraine-Russia stuff that I've been talking about for the past several weeks, as that seems to be like one of the biggest things, obviously, in our news right now. But this is coming at a different angle now. Now we're seeing a different country and different, whole different nations now having to get involved because of what this could mean for other areas of the world, including now Japan. And 
this is such an interesting story and fascinating and also scary because we're seeing what the consequences could be of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine and how it could spread to China, Japan, and other areas, especially in this um, area of the East China Sea that we've has been pretty contentious throughout history. So it's really such a interesting story to look at, but it's also able to find some positive in this and that Japan is now working with Europe and taking support from places like Italy and being united. We're getting a little more unity now, which is a blessing in disguise from this. You know, we look at this type of situation, just think all the negative that comes from this, the death, the pain, the violence, the torment, all this chaos. But look at this. We're getting some unity now and we're seeing nations supporting nations. Now, I do believe in nations helping themselves and being independent as well. I'm not going to put my political view on that obviously into my show but I do think nations should also support nations I think that is a necessary action to be taken and so for me I see that as a positive in this you know I see that we're working together to ensure that 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 peace can still stay and that Japan is protected and that we don't have another situation of what we're seeing right now in another part of the world you know, I think that is such an important thing. And I think this story is such a huge one to show even nations that are so far away from each other and maybe didn't have ties before are starting to connect and reach out to each other and support each other. Even though even Japan's not involved in NATO, but look, we're going in and helping. We're talking. We're building up each other and trying to help each other, which is such a great thing to see. This is also a pretty recent story, and it's pretty heartbreaking. Dwayne Haskins tragically died at the age of 24. The NFL quarterback passed away on Saturday morning after being struck by a vehicle while on the interstate in Florida. Several players, including Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson, have offered their condolences on social media. Haskins was signed to enter into his second season as quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, he was in Florida working out to prepare for the upcoming season. His death has shaken both the NFL and college football communities. In fact, his former teammate Ben Roethlisberger, who was former quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, said, and I quote, I only had the privilege to know D. Hask for a short time, but in that time I got to meet a young man that didn't seem to ever have a bad day he came to work every day with a smile on his face and energy and love in his heart i really enjoyed his passion and love for the game and wanting to learn and be the best end quote now with his death also comes memorials from nfl fans who are being inspired to donate to animal rescues people wanted to honor the late football star so they took to social media to ask how they could do so. And it was suggested that they donate to Wolf Trap Animal Rescue, W-T-A-R. The beneficiary Haskins has chosen to support in 2019 through the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats initiative. This is a um, terrible and sad story. It's he died so young, and my condolences go out to his family and loved ones and friends and football teammates. But in this story, we see the legacy, what a person leaves. He left this legacy, and now people are 
going and supporting this animal rescue and are trying to do something good from this situation. And it's wonderful to see that that's the positive in this, that people are trying to do something to honor him and honor his legacy of how he was such a great guy by giving back to places he loved and helping the community. This is about helping the community to honor this man who loved this specific foundation or rescue in this case. And it's such a great thing to see people coming together to support such a a great cause. And, you know, it's interesting, as I've said before, how even in such painful times, we, we can see such great unity in coming together to support a great cause. And that's really what I think we should get away from this. And as I said, my condolences do go out to his loved ones. I am so sorry for your loss. He seems like such a great guy who did so much great stuff for his community. This is big news. Elon Musk just became the largest individual shareholder at Twitter. However, it was recently announced that he will not join the board. Elon will still give his input, but not from the position on the board. If he had joined the board, board, Musk would have had to sign a contract that he could not acquire more than 14.9% of the company's shares during his term, which would have ended in 2024. Now, this is no longer the case because he didn't sign it, so it gives Elon more ability to buy more shares within the company and not be limited due to this contract. Signing this contract might have also meant that Musk would not have been able to share his ideas about Twitter on Twitter, as most board members um, do so privately. They'll end up talking about it at their meetings in private rather than on Twitter and doing it, which Elon has been known to go on Twitter and say suggestions he has for Twitter. This is a very interesting story, and I think, you know, you might not care about it. You might be like, whatever, Micah, that's not an important story to me. But I found it interesting, and I found it interesting for several reasons. Elon Musk has been a pretty big proponent of free speech, as we know, and it's going to be interesting to see this Twitter shakeup. Now, I think that is a huge positive in this situation, is that you may see a little more free speech on Twitter, and I could be wrong about that, but I think we're going to have a voice at the table now, someone saying, hey, look, that that's not what America is and America wants. There are people in middle America who don't want that, and the average American is different than what you may think. And I know Elon Musk is not the average American, but I do think that he stands for free speech and that it, free speech is something I think most people should want. And Twitter has seemed to be, in my honest opinion, not supporting that as much as they could be. I think it's also interesting to see that now he can take whatever share he wants. It's not going to be limited. That could give him more influence. So to me, that's a positive and that may not be to you. I don't know the beliefs of my listeners, obviously, but I'm giving you my opinion on that and how I see that as a positive. If you don't, maybe find another positive in that story. That would be great as well. There definitely can be several positives in the story. Maybe you don't like Musk and you're happy he's not on the board of Twitter, so that's a positive for you. Either way, there's a positive in this story, and even though it might not seem important to you, it can be important, and even something like this, like technology, it's important. It affects our daily lives. This is affecting probably free speech. That's huge. So I thought I should report on it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of On the Bright Side. 
I am so thankful that you decided to take a listen and just hear more about this show and the news that's going on in our world. As I say so much, this world's so crazy and all the news we see often is so negative and it just makes us feel terrible about ourselves if we're being completely honest with ourselves, which on this show, I love to be honest with you. So I'm going to be honest with you and say, yeah, it makes me feel terrible to listen to the news sometimes. But I hope my show can help you to be able to go out there and now look at the news and not feel terrible about yourself because you can find a positive in these situations and you can try to see that, yeah, the news may be a bunch of terrible stuff happening in our world, but there can be a positive in that and it may be super small, but there is a positive still in it. And I hope that you can continue to do that, just not even in the news, but in your everyday life as you go through life, through work, through school, through whatever the heck you do. I am so thankful again that you decided to take a listen to today's episode. I am so grateful that I get to do this every week, as I have said, and I look forward to being back here with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 WRFH. Have a great day. Goodbye.